Today, can you believe it? It is the last Sunday before Advent, and, uh, and the last in our all-in sermon series. I, I don't know why, maybe because of all the, the snow and like it just makes you kind of want to stay in bed. It, it reminded me, there's this joke I heard earlier in ministry that, that I enjoy. A, uh, a pastor was preaching his sermon one morning, and a, and a man stood up right in the middle and, and just slid right out the back. And uh, after worship, the pastor wanted to make sure he was okay, and so he approached the man's wife and said, you know, is your, is your husband okay? He, he just got up in the, in the middle and, and walked out. I didn't see him come back in. And she said, oh, I'm sure he's fine. He walks in his sleep all the time. Which reminds, me of a, which reminds me of another one. Uh, um, uh, what would you get if you laid down all of the people sleeping in churches this morning around the world? A lot more comfortable people sleeping. Yeah, I know, it's bad. We pastors, we know that, that some people, for whatever reason on Sunday morning, some people hang on every word, and, and for a whole variety of reasons, sometimes it's sleepiness, sometimes it's things going on in life, it's, sometimes it's harder to, to tune in. So we're going to explore what the Bible has to say today um, about three words, and if you don't remember anything else, I'm going to start with the three words, so if you tune out later, that's okay, I hope you'll listen, there's more here, but if you tune out later, I just want to start with these three words that you should know, you are are gifted. I want you to remember these three words. You are gifted. You may not think so. You may not know how, but we are going to discover the truth today in the Bible, and we're going to talk about what God wants to do with this truth. You are gifted. Now, they say that to remember something, it helps to say it three times in a row. So we're going we're gonna to try that. Would you say these three words with me? Uh, we're going to say, I am gifted. All right, three times. Ready? Here we go. I am gifted. I am gifted. I am gifted. Let's pray. God, speak to us today through, through your word. Let us hear what you would have each one of us here. Let us come to see what you want us to see through your eyes. Let us experience again the saving love of Jesus and hear your invitation to share that love as a transforming presence in the lives of others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When I was a kid... We had a state-of-the-art video game system called the Atari 2600. This was like the best out there at the time. One of the first games that we had was called Pitfall. Anybody remember Pitfall? All right, four people here remember Pitfall. It's good. It was so much fun. Today, Banks and Sadie would look at this and be like, my phone looks a lot better than that, and you would be right. Right? But, uh, but back then, Pitfall was like cutting edge. There was jumping and, and swinging, and you moved across the screen, and there were adventures, and the whole thing was about finding these treasures. It's been years since I played, but one of the things that I remember was that you had to jump and grab these, these swinging vines, and then as you swung across, you had to let go to, to jump over, jump to the next vine, and, uh, and keep going. 
The trick to, to continuing in pitfall was to, was to let go and keep moving. And I wonder if there is something for us to find in this image today for the church. You see, I, I worry a little bit that, that the church today might be clinging to the vine and looking down at the pit. Clinging to the vine and looking down at the pit. The landscape of church has changed in the world. I just read an article about some of the research from, uh, from the Pew Institute that does these deep dives into, into trends in the world and in people's lives and in religion. And, uh, and it pointed to some of these changes, like work today has changed. Cell phones, in, in particular, have changed the way we work. Technology means we carry work around with us all the time. And many report that they find work more demanding today than they did 10 years ago, probably because it's always right there, and, and we often have somebody who wants something from us all of, all of the time. Family life has changed. I don't remember the exact number, but it was something like 70%. It was well over 50, I remember that. I think it was like 70% of parents report being too busy to enjoy life. Like, isn't that just kind of sad? Like, too busy to enjoy life. And while it makes us sad, I, I don't know about you, but I, I know in just working with families and, and being a family, I, like, I can see it. We can add to the, that fact that the, the, the culture no longer protects Sundays for, um, for worship or even values worship on, on Sundays. And mobility and travel have changed the world too, right? I mean, as, as more people are traveling more often, meaning a, a weekly commitment to anything like worship or Bible study, it's, it's a lot harder for people to make that commitment today. And so the question is, does this mean that faith doesn't matter or that, that families don't think that, that God is important or that, or that the church of today is falling into a pit? Like we could stare at that and look down and just see, the, see this pit, but I don't think so. I think it means the world is changing and God needs us to let go and keep moving and imagine what ministry looks like today. God needs us to imagine ministry in new ways, in ways that, that reach those who aren't happy or are unfulfilled or struggling, reach those who may not even know that they, they need God or that they're missing God in their lives. And we can cling to that old vine and, and way of doing things and, and stare at the challenges, or we can let go and see where God carries us. We can let go and see what adventure God leads us on next. And the question becomes, how? How do we let go and keep moving? How do we find where God is leading? To find an answer, we're going to turn today to the book of Genesis. If you, the book of Genesis, where's my brain? We're going to turn today to the book of Ephesians. Yeah, I don't know where Genesis came from. Starting new things, I, I don't know. If anything else comes out that doesn't make sense, just raise your hand and we'll go back to that point because I don't know. We're going to turn today to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. If you want to turn there in your Bibles with me. 
This is how Ephesians 4 begins. As a, as a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Isn't that a great, great turn of phrase? A, a life worthy of the calling you have received. What is a what does a life worthy of God look like for you? Eugene Peterson, in the, the message, he paraphrases this. Um, he translates part of this, this, uh, this verse this way. He says, I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, run on the road God called you to travel. Right, I, I love Eugene Peterson, he captures this sense that we're going to get in Ephesians, this call. Like, don't just sit back and, and complain about what's happened in the world. Man, jump out there. God's got a road for you to walk on. God's got a path and a way. Get out there. God has a plan for you, a, a way for you to go. Here's, here's what God wants for you. Get in the game. Pick up the baton. Find your groove. Choose your analogy, but get out there. Let your faith not be passive or fearful. Let your faith be active and impactful. Ephesians then goes on, and it talks about unity in the church. It talks about being, being one. And then we're going to jump ahead to verse 7. To get the full meaning of Ephesians 4, verse 7, we're going to turn to another translation um, that it actually, this one sticks closer to the original Greek because I, I think the NIV is not incorrect, but we're going to learn more if we turn to the Common English Bible. It says this, God has given his grace to each one of us, measured out by the gift that is given in Christ. God has given his grace to each one of us, measured out in the gift given in Christ. If we look at the message, it says it this way, but that doesn't mean you should all look and speak and act the same. Out of the generosity of Christ, each of us is given his own gift. Now, notice what this says. Right, The letter does not say that some of us or some of you have been gifted each of you meaning each and every one of you has been given a gift you are gifted turn to someone around you right now and uh, and just tell them turn to somebody sitting next to you or close to you and say you are gifted yeah tell them that again cuz they're not completely convinced tell them tell them again that they're gifted all right, I'm looking around. People are giggling. They're like, yeah, right, whatever. Turn to somebody else and tell them they're gifted. They're going to need to hear it again. So turn to somebody different and tell them that they're gifted. You are gifted. Some of you know you're gifted and some of you don't, and that's okay. Some of you are, are using your gifts and you know you're using your gifts and some of you are like, I don't know what my gifts are or how to use them. And that, that's okay. That's to be expected in life as well. Because here's the thing. Some of you, you may not even know this is in you, but, but some of you are apostles and you, you are burning with a desire to spread God's love and for others to know it. And you have this idea for a way to do that, but, but nobody's kind of gotten excited with you. 
You've got ideas for new ministry and new outreach, and, and it's just, it's bubbling inside you, and you don't know what to do with them. Some of you are prophets. Some of you are just appalled at the injustice in the world. You look at people who don't have food on their tables, or people who are struggling, or, or people who just are having a hard time making it, and your heart just breaks because you know that God's heart is breaking. And you know that God wants something different, and you want to be part of that something different. Or you at least want to speak that this is not the way that God intends for the world to be. And some of you sitting here today, you're evangelists, and some of you know it, and some of you may not even know that you know it, but you want to share the good news of Jesus with others. Some of you aren't sure how to do that. Like It, it seems intimidating, but you really want to be sure that others through your words and through your service in the community, that they know the love of God that, that you know. Some of you out there are pastors. Yeah, you, you think, I don't want to be up there preaching, but that, that's, not, that's not just pastor. You're pastors, and you, are, uh, um, you care so much for people. You just, it's just a part of you. you. You care for others, and you want to be sure that those are suffering that there's a group of people or, or that you're there to be with them and so that they know that they're not alone in that suffering. And, and there are those that, that are hurting and you want to be part of, of helping to heal the, the hurts. You're, you're a pastor. Some of you are teachers. Some of you want to share what you've learned from the Bible with others because you, you just have found something rich and meaningful there and you want to be sure that others, that others know it. And some of you, you, you know that, that you want to be part of the next generation knowing the love of Jesus, learning the faith that you have known. All of these are gifts of God. All are gifted by God for the work of the church. Every one of us here today. Ephesians 7.12 says, Christ has given all of us these gifts to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Last week, we introduced a ministry ahead plan for Clay Church. It's a new strategic plan that's been developed by a team of leaders from our congregation if you didn't get a, a copy last week, I hope you'll grab one today. You'll find them on the tables as you, uh, as you leave worship. You'll find them at the tables, which we're going to talk more about, that are out in the lobby today. Our mission at Clay Church, how many of you know our mission? Like if, if I asked you our mission, you could just sort of rattle it off. Anybody? Eh, a handful of people out there. Our mission is to walk with more people toward a transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. It's the heart of who we are, to walk with more people toward a transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. Our vision as Clay Church is to embrace everyone we encounter. This is what, what we believe God is, is calling us to live into, that, that we embrace everybody that we encounter inside and outside the walls of the church. That we ignite passions to serve where God calls us, and that we expand Christ's love into our families, into our communities, and into our world. This ministry ahead plan that we're going to talk more and more about in 2023, it is envisioned by our leadership. It essentially says, how are we going to live into that vision for us as a, as a church? It includes things like building invitational culture, thinking about how we're all out there inviting others, 
for mission and fun and, and ministry. It includes strengthening families, which is going to mean meeting families where they are in the world today. It includes all of our current mission and outreach, but it, it also imagines a growth in how we care for elders, a, a, a big need in our community that the team found in, in conversation and in study and in, in prayer. And here's the thing about this, about this plan. Here's, here's the thing about what Paul is, is saying to the church in Ephesus as he talks about giftedness. We believe that God has a lot of ministry in store for us. But we can only do this with all of our gifts together. We believe that God is going to be at work in mighty ways that only happens when each and every one of us claims our gifts and begins to begin to share them, not just for ourselves, but, but in ministry, right? To expand our embrace. We're going to need more people on Sundays whose primary objective on Sunday morning is to make sure everyone who comes and joins us in worship feels the embrace of God, who join our, our hospitality teams and, and look for those who might need a, a kind word or, or those who may be new or newer among us and, and feel alone in the lobby or in the cafe on Sunday mornings. To walk with more people. We're going to need those who have gifts for, for organizing fun ways to invite others to, to engage with, with the church family, to expand fellowship and, and family connections. To strengthen families, we're going, to need, we're going to need more members who are willing at least one Sunday a month to help out in faith works and, and, and help in our family ministries. Or, or, we're going to need a handful of people who are willing to, to start with fourth and fifth graders and walk all the way through their senior year in high school with them on Sundays because, because that's how we build faith and love into the lives of these, these tweens and, and teenagers to expand our, our ministry to elders. One of the things we're just imagining is what, what would happen if we had kind of a, a fix-it team of people. One of the big needs in the community is when somebody's had a stroke or, or a parent is, uh, um, uh, needs repairs made in the house, like handles in, in places and things like that. Uh, um, real service is just overwhelmed right now. They don't have enough people and there aren't enough contractors out there to do that kind of work. What would it look like? We, we, we're going to need a team of people who are willing to, to go into homes and and just to help get them ready for, for those more difficult times for, for elders in our community in life. You are gifted. If you can answer a phone, you have a gift you could share. Right? If you can shake a hand, you have a gift that can be shared. If you can bake... You have a gift that can be shared and see me after for a new, a new ministry about baking for the pastor. We're going to put this in place. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you get the idea, right? All kinds of gifts. This passage in the Ephesians letter, it ends. It ends with this. It says, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. 
This isn't the only place in the Bible where we get this body analogy. I read a devotion of a, of a medical student recently that had a fun way to think about being the body of Christ, or at least I found it kind of fun. Uh, it said this, it said a lipocyte is a, is a fat cell. I, I know we don't like to think about the fat cells on our body, but we all have them. We have these, these lipocyte cells, and, um, um, and they have a function, a really important function. They store energy. You need some fat cells on your body right? Because they store energy. And then when you're in motion, when you are moving, they release energy so that you can function in the world. There are other lipo cells as well, however. There's lipoma, which is, a, which is a, like a fatty tumor. And it, it's benign, but it just sits and it doesn't really have a function. And then there's liposarcoma, which is a cancer, and it feeds on the body without giving anything back. In this devotion, the medical student shared that, that we are called to be lipocytes to a body in motion. Isn't that kind of a neat analogy? We are called to be lipocytes to a body in motion. Those that, that take the energy, these gifts from God, and then use them for the, for the body in motion, the, the body of Christ at work in the world, instead of being lipomas or liposarcomas that simply feed off of the body to grow alone. You are gifted by God. You're gifted by God to serve, not to feed and grow alone. In the letter to Romans in the Bible, Paul shares a similar message about the body of Christ and using one's gifts for the work of the church in the world. And then he says this. He says, like, if you have the gift of teaching, then teach. If you have the gift of prophesying, then prophesy. And he goes on through the gifts. Just as in Ephesians, right, we see again that this call to be the body is to call not just to be the body of Christ for each other, but to be the body of Christ in action, using our gifts in the world to use them. A healthy body of Christ isn't, isn't clinging to the vine and looking down at the, the pit. The healthy body of Christ is in motion into the adventure that Jesus is calling us into next. Our invitation today, this invitation in Ephesians, is to become the body, to, to share our gifts, and to join that adventure of sharing the love of Jesus in the world. To let go of whatever excuse, whatever fear might be holding us back. And then to use our gifts to transform the world. There are lots of reasons, I think, that we don't go all in for Jesus. Maybe we don't think our gifts are going to make a, a difference. Maybe you've said something like this, like, Joe, Joe has such a deep faith, such a, amazing gifts of, of prayer and Bible reading. I, I don't have that gift. What does is, what is my gift matter? For some of us, we just don't know our gifts. I, I, I don't even know what I, I can do. Some of us, we don't think our gifts are, are spiritual enough. I'm great at math, but, but I, that, that doesn't help the church because the, the church needs people who are good at prayer and, and the Bible and, and singing and stuff like that. Maybe for some of us, we think like, we're just too busy to, to share our gifts with the, with the church or, or something else is more important or we've been hurt when somebody didn't notice us sharing our gift in the past and, or maybe we just haven't been asked. Maybe, maybe you've never had somebody from the church ask you to share your gifts. 
And so today, right now, whatever those reasons, I want us to let go of those and hear an invitation. May we hear Jesus say, may you hear Jesus say to you right now, I need your gift so that my church can love more people. May you hear God proclaim to you today, I created you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. It's okay if you don't know your gifts. Just just step out and share what you can, and, and I'll show you the way. May you hear the Holy Spirit whisper in your ear right now. You have a part to play, a gift to give a hope to share. I've given you a love that knows no bounds. I'll show you your gifts as you pray and take a step into this community of love. In response to this invitation today, I want to invite you today to bring forward an an all-in commitment card If you'd like one of the cards and and you didn't bring yours with you, um, if you just put a hand up um, and and Jamie and some of our ushers are going to come with the back and they're going to bring a card to you. This this card that they're bringing to you right now, this, this isn't an obligation but an invitation. Right up here. This, is a, this card is a way of saying, I want to be all in for you, Jesus. I, I want to be all in for this life-altering, world-transforming ministry of God through Clay Church. And you don't have to know exactly what gift you bring. You don't even have to know exactly what you're going to do. I'm going to give us just a, a few moments in silence with the Holy Spirit to just, just hold on to these cards and and just have a moment between you and, and God. Let the Spirit speak. Let the, let the Holy Spirit just guide our hearts and our, and our hands and our feet. Some of you have already filled out a card and have it with you today, and that is awesome. If you, um, if you haven't, that's okay. You're, you're, you, maybe you just received the card. On, on one side of that card, there are these areas of our strategic plan, these areas of ministry, and, and just invite you to pray over those. And, and Mark, it's, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm all in for all of these, which is great, but, but think about what, what are one or two areas where, where the Holy Spirit may just be moving you right now to share your time and, and your resources and your gifts in, in this area of of ministry. On the other side of the cards, an opportunity to think about how we might share out of our generosity and, and our goodness. For those that are online today, if, if you want to participate in, in this time of, of bringing forth the card, you can do it online as well. If you go to claychurch.com commit, you'll find the card is, is right there as, uh, as well. So let me invite you just to, to, to take a moment, and if it helps, it always helps for me when I, when I want the Holy Spirit just to put my palms up or to hold on to what I'm, what I'm praying about. Let's just invite the Holy Spirit to speak. To move us, to show us.
Let's let the Holy Spirit offer us an invitation. A reminder of the truth that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. An invitation to let go whatever's holding us back and join this adventure that Jesus is calling us to. Now in that spirit of, of prayer, Amy Cox is her director of music and fun is going to share the song that she wrote. And, uh, it actually came to her last week. And uh, it's just a, a reflection on this all-in series and what it looks like and what it means for us. And I'm going to invite you just to, to hear this song as a, as a gift, as, a, as an invitation. And, and when you're ready... Bring your cards forward. Place them in the, in the baskets. It's just a, a way of saying, God, I, I don't even know what this looks like, but, but here's the way I want to be all in. Because I know that you got a lot of work and a lot of, a lot of ministry to do through this church, and I want to be a part of that. When you're ready, bring your cards forward. If you'd like to kneel at the, at the rails, you can do that, or you can drop your card and, and head back to the pews. Holy Spirit, come. Inspire us, open our imaginations, move us. Let 
Mm-hmm. 